In the scriptures, uh, specifically the Psalms, there are a lot of questions that are asked regarding how to live life in a, in a way that is right and God-honoring in the midst of a confusing and chaotic culture. So the question that I want us to discuss today is how do we avoid drifting from the truth and embracing the, the often distorted and destructive worldviews of modern culture? I'll be talking about that today on Crossroads in Culture. Welcome to another episode of Crossroads in Culture, where life, ministry, and culture meet. Not long ago, uh, somebody told me about a documentary called Free Solo that I watched, and it was incredibly good. If you've not seen it, I'd encourage you to watch it. Uh, it's it's about a, uh, a rock climber whose name is Alex Honnold, and he is known for free soloing mountain climbing, uh, which all that means is that there are no safety ropes. There, there are no uh, belays, no, uh, nothing he's using that's really going to prevent him from falling to his death. So he's just free soloing these different mountains. And this documentary specifically kind of tracks his journey of preparation uh, for climbing El Capitan. Um, I guess some people may call it El Capitan. Uh, it's this 3,000 foot granite rock face that's iconic. You've seen it. If even if you don't know that, you've seen it. If you've got a MacBook, uh, the operating system OS 10 uh, was this El Capitan uh, operating system. So you've seen it more than likely. But this documentary shows him and his preparation for getting ready to climb this rock face, and and he ended up being. Um, the first person ever to free solo this major climbing route of this of this rock face uh, in Yosemite Valley, uh, and not only is that incredible, but in in the climbing world, he did this in less than four hours, like three hours and fifty six minutes or something like that. Uh, and the difficulty of this, I mean, obviously, I mean, free soloing. Come on, I mean, if you're a rock climber, and I'm not, I mean, I, I barely could climb a rock climbing wall at at some amusement um, theme park, right? I mean, it's, and even that I don't do well. So, but to see this guy do this was just phenomenal. Um, and if that wasn't enough, there was another documentary that somebody uh, told me about called the the Alpinist or Alpinist, whatever, you, however you want to pronounce it, uh, about a gentleman who um, his name is Mark Andre uh, Declare, I believe that's his name, or Leclerc, Mark Andre Leclerc, and he. Uh, climbs these these glaciers, these these ice mountains, if you will, um, and using nothing more than just like an ice axe and um, yeah, it's basically it. I guess crampons as well. Crampons are just shoes that have these spikes in it um, that allow them to kind of get some traction in the the ice face itself. But so this guy, um, there's a documentary about about him as well. I'm not going to give you the spoiler alert on that or the spoiler on that. Um, so you'll just have to go watch it yourself. That's called The Alpinist. But but whether it is Alex Honnold or whether it is uh, Marc-Andre Leclerc, um, these guys... I mean, they push the they push the limits. They push themselves to the edge. They're they're free. They were free solo climbers, and and it, even in the documentary with Alex Honnold specifically, 
those who are videoing this, the videographers, didn't want to watch because they were fearful that they might watch him fall to his death because there was nothing he was anchored to, nothing that he was that he was tethered to. One of the guys who was filming Alex Honnold's climb said that if you're pushing the edge, eventually you'll find the edge. There was another guy who made the statement that everybody who's made free soloing a big part of their life is dead now. And that is a, that is a sobering statement. And there have been many climbers who have found that to be absolutely true. And how I want to relate this to kind of what we are going through in life and, and how we navigate life is that you can try to live life free solo, but it won't end well. And just as important, whatever you anchor or tether your life to will determine either the strength and stability of your life or, or how far you drift with the cultural currents of the day. So, so if we look at life like a, like a vast range of imposing mountains or, or a vast ocean, that at times can be raging, it can be tumultuous. It's incredibly important that we have the equipment and the tools that we need to navigate them well. I mean, with, with today's landscape, there are a lot of mountains we're facing and, 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 and really seeking to climb that, that seem like obstacles. And many people are losing their way. Those who are unbelievers, those who are even believers. I see churches, they're experiencing this as well. And there are raging oceans that we have to navigate. And sadly, there are many who are drifting and they're losing their way because they aren't anchored or tethered to the truth. So when we think of this in, in, in light of cultural realities and what's taking place, I mean, there's so many that we can, that we can talk about. We can talk about the, the most recent decision by the Supreme Court regarding Roe versus Wade. And, and I think about um, how... There has been even some pushback among those even within churches, either by not acknowledging what took place with this decision, that many believers have been praying for a long time that this would be overturned because life is precious. Life is sacred. God God is the one who created us in his image, and we can't soft sell this. We can't uh, minimize this. Abortion is the killing of uh, preborn children. It's the taking of life, and there's nothing in scriptures that we'll be able to find that can validate that or or give approval to that. And so I don't understand why some churches or some believers aren't celebrating the fact that what God has called sacred and this life he has given us, I don't understand why we aren't celebrating that. This isn't spiking the football in the end zone because our hearts should break over those who are choosing to abort their child as opposed to keeping their children. We, our hearts should grieve for them. Our hearts should point them to the truth and who Jesus is. So this isn't about spiking the football that, or, or, or celebrating in that regard, but it's celebrating um, righteousness, the fact that, that this is right and it is godly that we preserve life. And, and I've heard the argument of from womb to tomb. Listen, I, I believe that we should value life in the womb, outside the womb, all the way up to the tomb, but you can't value or say that you believe in from womb to tomb if they don't ever come out of the womb. That makes no sense. So please don't give me the argument of you're pro-life from womb to tomb if you are pro-abortion, because that argument just falls flat on its face. And, and quite honestly, it goes against the truth of God's word. That's just one example of a mountain that we're seeking to climb and face that we're having to deal with, or a, a raging ocean, so to speak, that we're having to navigate. 
And a lot of people are finding themselves drifting. They're lost in this, or they've lost their footing on this because they have wandered from the truth. Or, or maybe it's not the abortion issue. Maybe it's the issue of, of sexuality or gender and what we see. We just came through the month of June, and I don't know who labels this month of June as Pride Month, um, but obviously it, it's it's what happened and what has taken place. And 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 I when I when I look at this, I I, I see that we've lost our footing in many ways. I'm talking about the church. Generally speaking, I'm not saying this is true for every church, but I'm thinking about the church specifically that is in Kentucky. Maybe you, you heard about this or you read about this uh, on uh, in the news that there was a, a Catholic church in Kentucky that held a service of apology to the LGBTQ plus community, um, and they're basically apologizing that they have not included them um, in the church. One of the things that was stated uh, on this, and I'm going I'm to quote this, this, is, this comes from the church's director of Catholic LGBTQ plus ministry, uh, and it was a letter titled Apologies and Reconciliation. And the director wrote this, the words the church uses to describe me still sting, but I believe we are witnessing the evolution of doctrine. So I have hope. I know many LGBTQ persons, far too many, have been hurt by the church and many have left. So have their families and friends. LGBTQ persons left with good reason to survive. Apologies aren't coveralls for the past wounds, but they are a beginning. He goes on to say, during what they called the call to prayer, um, he said this, quote, We gather to celebrate our unique diversity that has not always been celebrated, not always held sacred. Now, God, God doesn't hold sacred when we go against his design, whatever that may be, you know, sexuality, gender, uh, in heterosexuality, uh, whatever it may be, any sin, God, God's not going to look at that with a, through a lens of holiness or sacredness. He calls sin, sin. Uh, but here's what I will say about this article, is that if there's any apology that the church should give to the LGBTQ community, uh, Perhaps it's because we have not loved them well. And by saying loving them well, I'm not saying that we should condone their sin because living in sin, regardless if it's homosexuality, heterosexuality, whatever it may be, having unresolved anger, unforgiveness, all the things that Scripture points us to that, that are rebellion against God, that's sin, um, there's nothing that we could do and, and say that it's righteous to condone that. So we can't condone the sin of same-sex marriage or being in a same-sex relationship um, that is outside the, the, the boundaries of what God has created and his design. So we shouldn't apologize for that. But I will say is how we have treated people, we must understand that regardless, people are created in the image of God. They're image bearers of God, whether they are following after him or they're not. We should love them with the love of Jesus. The best way to reach people who are unbelievers, regardless of who they may be, is to point them to the truth that's found only in Jesus Christ. So if there's any apology that needs to be made, it's perhaps maybe that we haven't loved them with a biblical love. The gospel shows us how to love people the way that Jesus loves people. But you can't love people without loving them in the truth and speaking the truth in love. So as believers in Christ, we don't condone sin, but we should absolutely love people.
So in this landscape, this 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 mountain, if you will, or ocean that's raging, how do we navigate this? And sadly, what's happened is, is that there are those within the church. We've seen this. I mean, this is a great example of this, the, the church in Kentucky. And there are other churches that I'm aware of and people who profess to be believers who've become very sympathetic, not with people who are in the LGBTQ community, um, sympathetic in the sense of loving them like Jesus, but sympathetic to them even in their sin. And that is not righteous. It's not godly. And, and the reason why I believe that's happening is because we have not anchored ourselves or tethered ourselves to the truth of God's word. There's an anchoring or tethering to the cultural um, worldview. And what you're going to find is, is that when you tether your life to or anchor your life to the cultural narrative or worldview, or, you, or even if you try to free solo, if you will, you're going to find yourself losing your footing, and you're going to find yourself drifting further and further and further away from the truth. And I could go down the list. It's not just Roe versus Wade or, or sexuality and gender. It's sexual immorality. It's the church, parenting, marriage, finances, truth, health issues, politics, religion. We could go down the, we could go down the list. These are all mountains that we face and that we have to climb and navigate and oceans that we have to cross. And, and what I'm getting to and what I really want the point to be of this whole podcast is that in order for us to navigate these things well, these mountains, these oceans well, we have to be anchored and tethered to, to the truth. So when we anchor to God's word, which is the truth, we stand securely and we're able to navigate rightly these cultural mountains that we face and the the oceans that are before us, so to speak. I mean, Jesus prayed this. Jesus said of, of his disciples to his father in heaven, sanctify them in the truth and your word is truth. Jesus said this. David wrote this, that the sum of your word, referring to God's word, the sum of your word is truth. And I could go through a, a litany of, of scriptures regarding how the word of God and the truth of God's word is our secure footing. Psalm 18, verse 33, he makes my feet like hinds feet or like deer, the feet of deer and sets me up on high places. Psalm 40, verse 2, he brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet up on a rock, making my footsteps firm. Proverbs 4, 26, watch the path of your feet and, and all your ways will be established. Proverbs 3.23, then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. Um, Psalm 18.36, you enlarge my steps under me and my feet have not slipped. Um, Proverbs, I think we've got Proverbs 3.26, for the Lord will be your confidence and he will keep your foot from being caught. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19, the Lord God is my strength and he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on my high places. I mean, we could just there are just so many verses in Scripture that we look to to see that God's word is truth, and so here's here's why it's so important that we anchor or tether our lives to to the truth. Our life depends on it, and it's not just everyday life, but it's eternity as as well. And so when I when I look at this, my question becomes to us as those who profess Jesus as Savior, God's word is what we should anchor and tether our life to. When we look at God's word and we begin to live our life according to God's word, then all of these mountains and oceans, so to speak, all of these issues that we face in everyday life, as hard as it may be, when we look at scripture, God gives clarity. He gives direction. He lets us have sure footing. 
um, he, he allows us not to drift into the cultural narrative or the cultural worldview um, as to how we should look at things like sexuality, gender, abortion, finances, the church, whatever it may be. When we are in God's word, God is going to give us clear direction. I love what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Another way of saying that is don't attach yourself, don't tether yourself or anchor yourself to those things that are not secure, to the cultural worldview, the things that drift, to your own intellect, to your own feelings. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding but in all of your ways, acknowledge him, acknowledge God, acknowledge his ways, acknowledge his word. And here's the next part of that verse. And he will direct your steps. And that's exactly what we need. When you're climbing up a mountain, especially when you're free soloing and I'm watching this and I don't have the experience of this, but I'm watching this, man, every step that was taken was planned. There's a strategy and it was carefully done. And what I will tell you is that when we walk in life, or when we are climbing the mountains that seem so um, I mean, imposing before us, I mean, they're just, they're just, they're, 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 it just seems overwhelming. When we take steps according to God's word, God will always lead us in the right way, the right path. He will show us the next step, and we will walk securely. That's what God's word promises. But if you're looking at all the cultural issues, and you are making decisions and basing your beliefs on what the world says, you're going to find yourself falling. It's destructive. It's harmful. You're going to miss God's best. That's why it is so important for us to be devoted to the scriptures. On our next podcast, I'm going to be discussing and looking at the character and the practice of the early church. I mean, there were mountains and oceans they faced as well. I mean, you think about the persecution they went, they went through. You just read through the book of Acts and all that had taken place. But their devotion to the scriptures, to prayer, to the breaking of bread, to gathering together and the fellowship, to generosity, all of those things anchored them securely in the midst of opposition and persecution as they held fast to the hope that they had in Christ. And so my encouragement to you as you're listening to us is that we would anchor our lives and tether our lives securely to the truth of God's word. And as we look to his word, he will give us clarity as to how we are to climb these mountains we face, to cross these oceans that, that are in front of us, and to do so without falling, so to speak, to our death, to our destruction, and without drifting further and further away from him. We must be tethered and anchored to the truth of God's word. So I encourage you again, spend time in the scriptures daily and let God show you, let him direct your steps, whether it be with your job, with your children, with friendships, in your marriage, with the church, with all of the, the cultural issues that we're encountering and facing. Let God's word direct your steps by the power of his spirit. And as you do that, you will find yourself walking in the truth. And because you're walking in the truth, you'll be walking securely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Crossroads in Culture, where life, ministry, and culture meet. If you found this helpful or encouraging to you, I just would ask that you would share this on your social media. Um, we would be very grateful for that. So I look forward to you joining me next time on Crossroads in Culture.